uh, we are back with Vakas Ahmed. Thank you for coming back, Vakas. Uh, Thanks, what Jason. A, what a what a month and a half it's been, eh? Yeah, crazy. Um, so I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I I suppose there may still be people out there who are going to try to argue that it wasn't a coup, but who cares? Um, we don't have to. We've been there and done that. Uh, let's say, but let, let's just start because there have been a momentous events. Uh, so let's just let's just start with uh, from our last conversation because af- immediately after the change of government, um, aka the coup, the uh, the the new government made a whole bunch of moves of various kinds on various legislative and other areas. So can can why don't we start with that like? What what kinds of things did did they do right away? Yeah, there uh, a couple of days ago, uh, there were two major bills passed in the National Assembly, and uh, they were related to elections and um, and uh, removing and moving the powers of NAP, the National Accountability Bureau, which is basically the uh, institution, government institution charged with approving the corruption of uh, these very politicians who changed the rules. Right, so these right. were the two major things that they were they had kept saying, even from the start, that they wanted electoral reforms, number one, and number two, they wanted changes in the NAV, which everyone was afraid of. So the current prime minister has cases pending against him. Mm-hmm. And these cases are really simple, really straightforward, white and black cases. Um, basically, their servants, like the, 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 the really low level staff in their factories had billions of rupees in their bank accounts. Mm-hmm. So Shabazz Sharif's, one of Shabazz Sharif's low level employee had unbeknownst to him, billions of rupees in his bank account. And these were found by the FIA and the uh, NAV was supposed to prosecute them. Uh, All of these things uh, have to be fixed. So this government really wanted these cases removed. They also wanted uh, people who have been convicted in the past to be able to contest election as soon as possible. So there are some people who have been convicted in the past, like the former prime minister, Minister Nawaz Sharif. They want him back to be soon uh, in the political arena. And they want, uh, like Yusuf Reza Gilani has been convicted in the past. They want him back. Uh, in, in These politics. seem like strange rules. <laughs> to change yeah <laughs> if, yeah if, nobody if I... <laughs> in, in 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 a normal country would accept that we're removing that uh, we're, we're giving a five-year limit up for a convict to run elections again you know okay a convict can run elections after five are you crazy convict can't even vote here this is like outrageous and this keeps happening you know there, there's this pattern to it Everything that you that happens is more outrageous than the last thing. And you're like, how is this allowed to happen? But who is allowing these things to happen? And this is a philosophical question. Is there like a God? Because <laughs> no, on earth, nobody is doing anything. No, you know, but you we know, have I, the courts and we have the, all the institutions that Pakistanis are supposed to respect. But all of this, these robberies are happening under their noses. So who is there who's supposed like to? Like if there's a constitutional removal of a prime minister based on a no confidence vote, one would think that the next 
thing to do is simply to or get on with organizing an election uh, under the status quo you know, no, they, they, they're not going to do that. So what it happens is, uh, let's go back to April 9th, right? And that's around the time when we talked, the coup happened and they removed Imran Khan. At that time, Justin, I wasn't really that hopeful. I didn't know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Something really weird happened in Pakistan. So many people came out and there mm-hmm. was a huge, huge outpour of support for Imran Khan. Even Imran Khan did not anticipate that. And we can go into reasons why that happened, but there, there was massive protests. In it was Pakistan. like the biggest rallies in the history of the In the country. history of the country. On the 9th, Night, night of April 9th, Imran Khan, even Imran Khan did not know he was sleeping in his house at Gala. He did not know how many people came out that night spontaneously. That Sunday night, some people I have talked to call that a miracle. Mm-hmm. This is a sentiment Imran Khan has, that has somehow fallen into Imran Khan's lap. Even he does not own this. This is a gap that exists because people want their voice to be heard and nobody is going to, nobody is hearing their voices. And they think maybe Imran Khan is, and that might be their misconception or their naivete, but we don't know that, right? But this happened. All of this happened. All of this was real. This outpour of support was real. And when that started happening, Imran Khan thought that he might be, be able to come back in the game. Um, immediately afterwards, the new government that, that formed uh, inherited something from Imran Khan, was, which was uh, oil subsidies. So the government was paying a huge amount, amount of subsidy every day for the petrol and diesel that was sold on the streets in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. And that subsidy had to be stopped. And this was an unpopular decision to stop that subsidy. And this government that had, you know, that had basically usurped power from Imran Khan did not have the political capital to make this decision. And they have still, they, they, right now they have increased the prices a bit, but they're still not able to, to do that. That was the governing that this government was supposed to do. Instead, they have made these legislative changes like it also like removing my power so right now i am not in pakistan i i am so therefore i'm not allowed to vote in pakistan they have Mm -hmm. taken my power to vote they have disenfranchised me yeah i mean that's Uh, such a normal thing in the u.s or canada that there would be during an election people voting at the consulate yeah, right. at the consulate. This this was allowed in the previous government. This government just passed the leg- legislation that will stop that from happening. So I cannot go to my consulate to cast my vote. Just which because is I'm also to... like a very insecure thing, right? Because it's it's such a small number of people that it. No, it, it, they're, not... they're 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 rightfully insecure. They're right about that. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll yeah. tell you the numbers. In some crucial seats, this one guy, Salman, he has compiled list. Salman, I'll mention his, his name again. I don't remember his username right now, but he's doing great work on uh, overseas Pakistanis' right to vote. Mm-hmm. He has compiled list of constituencies and all the data about how many percentage overseas voters can change. And those percentages are big enough to make to to uh, change the outcome of whole election. Oh wow! So th- okay, this is a is a significant like so many people have been leaving Pakistan to work, 
right? Because mm-hmm. Pakistan does not have enough job. There are so many laborers in Saudi Arabia, in the Gulf, in course, in the yeah. Gulf. There's a huge population. And if they get the right to vote, this government fears that, and they rightfully fear that because they will vote for Imran Khan because Imran Khan has not been trying to disenfranchise them. These people have been. So of course they will make the logical decision and vote against them. And they're afraid of that. That is why they've right. stopped their power to do so. So these are the laws that the government has passed, the governing that they were supposed to do. They haven't done so. And uh, they've passed these evil laws so, to secure their power. So what about, uh, you know, was everything forgiven? I mean, <laughs> the famous quote that if uh, if Imran Khan goes, all will be forgiven. So is uh, does that seem to have... Well, uh, there are no sanctions again against Pakistan. And uh, Pakistan, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Bilawal Zardari, or new fr- foreign minister, uh, who's also an intern at the foreign office, has been meeting all of these uh, world leaders and everything has been going fine. So it looks like that part was was fulfilled. Yeah, but, but uh, <laughs> IMF <laughs> still has refused to give us uh, the money. And some of our best friends have still refused to give us money. Like Saudi Arabia has not released any money for us. And UAE has not given us anything. And China has also not given any money. So there is no money coming in. Uh, I don't know uh, how, what was not supposed to be forgiven. Imran Khan has constantly been saying that he could have reduced the price of oil by buying cheap oil from Russia, which resonates and which seems to be true. Yeah. I mean, Sri Lanka is getting Buying cheaper oil from Russia. Yeah, Yeah, there's... So Russia yesterday, Mr. Ismail or so like our foreign minister in uh, uh, on paper, basically he said that uh, we are not getting uh, oil from Russia because there are sanctions. I don't know which sanctions are stopping Pakistan from buying oil from Russia because India did that and Sri Lanka did that. But he went on CNN and said that. Hmm. Yeah. So the oil issue, the IMF. So the IMF. They 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 went back to the IMF to make a yeah. deal, but they didn't get a deal. They haven't gotten the deal because they haven't reduced, they haven't removed the oil subsidy in Pakistan. IMF has a condition that they say that if you if you want to take money from us, stop wasting it on giving cheap oil to your population, uh, oil that you cannot you know afford to give for cheap. Mm-hmm. So uh, stop giving that subsidy and removing that subsidy is not an economic decision; it's a political decision. Mm-hmm. So Mr. If Ismail, who's the finance minister, cannot make that decision. That decision is supposed to be made by Shabash Sharif, and Shabash Sharif knows that if he removes this subsidy completely, he uh, he will get unpopular. He does not have the popular ca- capital that mm-hmm. he is going to spend to do that. Yeah, so, and to give you have to if you're gonna do that, you have to give you have to invest somewhere else. You have to yeah. make sure that you compensate. Yeah, and this is that. a last year for elections. Like this is an election year. So if you make uh, brave decisions like this in the election election year, you're going to suffer. So all the bad decisions that Imran Khan's government did fell into lap of these people who have taken the power as well as the responsibility of the failures of the previous government somehow. So this is a thing right. that they did not also anticipate. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so the rallies, the biggest yeah. rallies ever, um, and they culminate in a call for a big march last week, the yeah. long march. So let can we t- talk, talk about the, let's talk about the long march. Let's talk about the, the big march. 
Yeah, so Imran Khan has been, uh, he has one point agenda, he wants elections as soon as possible. This yeah. government does not want elections because they want to rig it first and yeah. they're not really confident about having elections. So Imran Khan called a big march towards Islamabad. The goal was to shut down Islamabad and to force the government and or force institutions to call for new fresh elections. Um, a few days before the rally was supposed to be started, uh, Punjab police started and Sindh police also started raiding different uh, political homes of political activists without warrants. This was like Gestapo. And this night they were knocking on doors. They were not just knocking, they were climbing walls and entering them. Uh, there was uh, one PTI uh, leader who is a retired major. They climbed his wall and he shot a policeman and the policeman died and he's uh, here is now in jail. But in this night, in one single night, they conducted over 4,000 raids and uh, arrested over 1,000 PTI activists. So it was huge. And they arrested all of the second tier leadership and they, and they made it impossible for PTI to come out. And even those pockets that did come out in, in Lahore and in Islamabad that managed bravely to reach them. And there, there was a contingent with Imran Khan that came from uh, Khaybar Pakhtunkhwa where these people do not have a government, where there's still a PTI government, uh, where PTI is using uh, it as its base right now. So there came like thousands of uh, workers from that and they managed to still reach Islamabad. And in Islamabad, there was unprecedented shelling at these people like uh, with tear gas and they were, uh, they were beaten by like crazy police brutality that happened. They were be beaten, arrested. Even PTI leaders like former uh, MNAs were really beaten badly. Uh, this is how the government was handling with this situation and if finally the government called in uh the pakistan rangers which is army in the aid of civil power to protect the red zone in islamabad i think at around this time imran khan decided to call off the protest because there was fear that people might get killed and there was also this agreement that imran khan had with the supreme court that they would not go beyond a certain point so they pulled back now, I don't know how uh, what Imran Khan is seeing the situation as developing, but he said that he will wait for six days and to for the government to announce elections. And if elections don't happen, he'll come March again. The, the opposition has uh, started, like the current government has start, started threatening Imran Khan again, Rana Sanaullah, the interior minister, who is uh, who has been known to kill protesters in the past? Like he killed fourteen protesters in in his past tenure, including a pregnant woman and her unborn child. He's a ruthless person. So this person has started threatening PTI again, and I don't know how yeah. the next march will go. There, so there was there a might tweet. Be uh, there was a tweet from Rana Sana Allah Khan. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, I am warning PTI against the announcement of another long march. One thing I want to illustrate as soon as the long march is announced, let them come and I'll see how they cross barriers this time. Yeah. This is the interior minister of Pakistan. He has killed protesters in the past uh, and he does not care about law. He was the law minister of Punjab previously, uh, funnily enough. But uh, this is how the situation is developing. If Imran Khan goes for protests, there might be bloodshed because the government 
does not want any uh, threat to its power. They have gotten this power after you know a lot of struggle, and they don't they don't want to lose it this easily. They, that is why they're willing to spend public money on giving these oil subsidies for extended periods of time. So a combination of oil of oil subsidy and uh, maybe a new deal with the IMF if they can. Uh, no, they, they'll eventually have to increase the price of oil. IMF will give them money. Uh, they will manage to do that. If they manage to do that, they'll get some money from Saudi Arabia, some from UAE, and then they'll they'll probably be able to last till next elections. I don't know what happened. Try to that. delay as long as they can. And what's happening? I, I I also saw on your feed some stuff about the electoral yeah mission. This is one of the the plans of this government. So they are trying voter suppression at this time at unprecedented levels. And I did discuss that in your in the last interview with you. This is what they were going to. Do. They are going to try voter suppression and gerrymandering. So uh, in Pakistan. To find out how your election, where your polling station is, you send your national ID number to a certain, uh, certain you send an SMS to a certain number, 8300, and you get your polling station ID and everything. A few months ago, people were checking this because of the political chaos, and they were getting the same results that they have been getting in 2013 and 18 elections. They just checked now, and most of the people I talked to, their polling stations have changed far away from their houses. So this is classic voter suppression that, suppression that they are doing now. Secondly, they're uh, probably also because their polling stations are being changed. So they're probably being changed for a reason also. So they're probably gerrymandering involved in on some layer. And uh, against this, this level of forces, you know, people are really helpless if they're ensuring that people don't go out to vote they can easily steal these elections no matter how how protective people are of their individual votes so i guess from the from the imran khan kind of perspective the the sooner the better because the more time you give them to yeah set this up the the more they'll, they'll be able them. to lock it out. But I, yeah, but Imran Khan does not, uh, still now has not been aggressive enough to force this. Mm -hmm. Because all of these things that are happening are outrageous. If imagine these things happening to you in your country, you know, uh, imagine voter suppression at this level where you're overnight, your vote is sent to another uh, town across the city. They, this will ensure that votes are stolen. And like imagine disenfranchisement of a population to a level where the whole election can be stolen. Yeah, I mean, there's a. I'm thinking of there was a there was a few elections in Mexico where the left wing party won a clear victory in the 80s, and you know the electoral commission went in, went into the room and came out and said, and the right wing party wins again. <laughs> <laughs> And the, 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 you know, Cardenas was the guy, he had a big rally and he basically said, okay, everybody go home now. So he just kind of, he just kind of called it off. You know, he, he just, he, he sort of accepted the theft. And, yeah. Uh, so the, uh, if Imran Khan ex accepts the theft, then yeah. people might get a solution from him too. Imran Khan might think 
just like many people before him that this support is because of Imran Khan mm-hmm. he might miss the real you know the real reason why people support him which is that they have been denied their voice for so long and yeah. they're desperate for anyone even you know some one who is not good enough to to be that voice when Imran Khan compromises on those basics then people might move on from him too yeah so but yeah so do but they don't have anybody to move on to really they, they don't have anybody right now there's nobody to move on to this is the sad part in pakistan maybe maybe they'll build something yeah so so it's i mean what else can we what else can we add to this because it seems like uh kind of an explosive situation um but it it could i could also see it fizzling out like i could see imran saying all right everybody go home we don't want to we don't want to have a if imran khan here. does this it will be a great betrayal to pakistani people and this kind of situation that i see developing in pakistan is everyday things happen that are unacceptable to a normal decent self-respecting human being and they will push people to a tipping point where we'll start with you know where revolutions come from mm-hmm. there has to be something to ease that pressure because this is like going really across that point tipping point the, the government today does seem to be like have that unique kind of cluelessness that that leads to to that kind of thing like they, yes they, they do have that be... they're all disconnected they yeah. take the foreign minister of pakistan he's like younger than both of us he hasn't done any job in his life is like flying around from one country to the to another while the current uh, finance minister of pakistan today has said that only only rich people buy petrol and diesel wow yeah so i don't know this is so the whole basis them of the whole basis yeah. of the entire global economy apparently is just a that thing rich, rich people saying yeah in pakistan only rich people can now afford petrol and diesel that's another thing but uh, this is the situation they're so clueless so disconnected from reality so disconnected on, of, of, from people's sentiments that did not anticipate including imran khan what happened on the ninth night of april 9th uh this was so So as far as we see like this the march and everything and all the repression that was about a week ago now right yeah 25th and, and so there hasn't been any street protests no imran khan called them off for 6 days i think today is the 6th day or so we're coming up day. on yeah and i mean it sounds like if they're doing these electoral commission manipulations they are probably going to announce elections i mean they wouldn't They wouldn't change all the election. Sometime yeah. they will, in any case, do them after November, uh, because November is the date when the chief of army staff is supposed to be appointed. The new chief of army staff. Nobody can have elections before that. that. <laughs> because the new government would be able to influence that yes. under the constitution. Of course, we won't even discuss that. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Um well I mean you know we we could we could probably come back again yeah uh you know for updates soon. monthly pakistan update. yeah we might have to do a we might have to do a, a frequent pakistan update because okay 
it does seem to me like I, you know, I, I think we started organizing this in the middle of the, of the protests yeah. and, yeah. Uh, and they did kind of, because, because they were sort of called off, I think, yeah, you know, we, it seemed like maybe we would have been a, in a really uh, explosive situation. Yeah, yeah, by it, now. It, 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 it could have been. They were yeah. called off and they were at the tip of uh, the way yeah. the government was behaving aggressively, the way army was called, that it was on the tip of bloodshed. Now yeah. for a week, they have been called off, but let's see how it happens because I don't see this fizzling out. And if Imran Khan goes back, this then might go back a few months, but this, these are waves that will keep back coming back till, yeah. you know, that the, the thing that the basic issue in Pakistani society, the basic issue is resolved. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, just, I guess we should, we, we could leave on that in the sense that there was some quote, Imran Khan was on TV and he said something like, my priority is the 50 million Pakistanis yeah. who are below the poverty line. And I'm not here to solve every problem or he was talking about like russia and ukraine and all of these global wars and foreign policy issues that he has been uh pulled into and he's saying that you know he could have gotten cheaper oil from russia maybe cheaper wheat to give some relief to his people the people who voted him in for exactly this reason Well, yeah, none of this is going away. So let's <laughs> let's check in again uh, in a few weeks. Okay. Thanks for having me, Justin.